Today's episode is brought to you by Wild, natural deodorant, body wash and shampoo bars. Wild uses clean and natural ingredients in all of their beautiful products, meaning they're good for your body and the planet. We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Garamangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. Confession. Okay, straight in. This is the fourth time I've worn this outfit. In a row. I was going to say in a row? Yeah, four days in a row. Okay. I do that. Yeah, you know when you just buy something and you're like, this is my new uniform. Yes. And then you just commit. Yeah. I don't want to think about what I have to put on every day. No, it's something I'm really jealous of men Mm. because I feel like it's like t-shirt jeans or like suit Jacket, suit, pants, white shirt. You know what I mean? It's just very easy to have a uniform. But do we really feel sorry for them? Do we feel sorry for men? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, on those days where we get to glamour, yeah. I, I pity them, if I'm honest. I want a life where I can wear pretty much uniform all day, Monday to Friday. But when I want to glam up, I have that full option available to yes. me. That's what I would like. Disclaimer, have mm. changed my undies and socks. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. Just needed to put that out there. Yeah, good. But, uh, Disclaimer, I am fresh. <laughs> <laughs> but this is why I love winter. Yes. I'm not a winter gal. I am a self-confessed lover of summer. Mm-hmm. Born on the equator, moved to Australia, would chase summer all year round. Yep. But love winter for the lack of sweat. Can we just take a minute? We are, you can't see us DLs, but we are kind of in the exact same outfit. We've both got our Lululemon tights on well i'm cheapy i'm wearing cotton on okay the rip-offs yep <laughs> and we've got both got our potty merch tees yeah and we've both got like a, a 90s <laughs> half zip um dad style jumper yep super oversized and we're quite tonal <laughs> quite tonal you're not rocking crocs though i'm not i am guys very happy not to be if i'm honest yeah yeah well you'll, you'll get there eventually should we get into yeah, the episode yeah yeah we have a thousand things to do But we'd rather chat to you With emails and meetings and husbands and kids We don't have time for this Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This I'm your host Gemma Pranita aka Gemma Peanut on the gram along with my co-host Kate Revs With a six-year-old child no less I've got a six and an eight-year-old. You do. I do not have a baby. I mean, I know I haven't had a baby for a while, but like this, the more you get into those kid ages, Mm. it's like, nope, I'm really beyond that stage now. I've got kids. Yeah. Six and eight. My Teddy turned six. I texted Revs on the morning of Teddy's birthday and I said, your youngest is six. I know. How do we feel about this? I mean, in one breath, it's like, well, I've had him for a hundred years, you know, like I've known him my whole life and there was never a time when we didn't have Teddy. And then, in the, and then obviously on the other breath, it's like, wasn't that freaking yesterday? Yeah. And that was like the most amazing birth. So I don't know. Do you do this? I don't do it so much with Isla. It's weird because I think I thought about Isla's birth every day for the first year of her life because it was such a new experience, right? It was my first baby. I was so altered by birth like I just found it so I think a lot of us are Mm. right it's pretty life-altering it is (laughs) literally and I was so proud of myself even though it was not like a straightforward birth it was quite protracted but I was just like 
so fundamentally changed by Isla's birth that I thought about it so much. And I think because I was new to motherhood, the whole thing. Can you just share a little more, like give us some context on, like I'm just imagining you breastfeeding Isla as a (laughs) nine-month-old and then you go, oh, the birth. Yeah, well, because I'm not going to lie, Rosie, I I'm not really relating yeah, to what you, you're saying. Well, you kind of blocked your births, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I felt like for the first year of her life, I was becoming a new person because mm. I was becoming a mum for the first time. Did you have that awareness at yeah, the time? Yeah, I did because I, I was in a mother's group with a lot of my friends from uni, like my creative friends, and we called ourselves fun mums. And it was like we really got into all that stuff, like just about the fundamental change, how everything's – and we talked about birth a lot and we talked about postpartum a lot and I was very in it. Mm. And because, remember, I was the first one in our friends – like it was like I kind of had these two lives. I had like my life where I got on with daily stuff and whatever. And then I had this like mother's group where we really indulged in each all other, in, in each other chat. and the and the new experience. And it was yeah. our like space to talk about it. Anyway, Teddy, I just like there's no time, right? When you have your second and subsequent kids to get like really feel how you feel now. You've got two. It's like you're just in life. Yeah. But Teddy's birth was so incredible because I pulled him out. Mm. And I just like, I don't know, I don't really ever stop and think about that except on his birthday because he's my baby. And I go back and I look through pictures of him as a baby and I think about his birth. And yeah, I don't know. I I didn't do that hectic reflection at the time. But now as I've got more time and space to do it. You're doing it. You're revisiting it. it. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, he was such a cool baby. Like he just was so easy and the birth was so amazing. And I I don't know, I get really emotional on his birthday. Whereas Isla, she's not nine until October, but I feel like she's already been nine for like three months. She's an old soul. By the time she gets to her age, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you've been that age for ages. (laughs) You know, but Teddy's really like, yeah, it's different. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say... My baby is six. He is. I'm six years postpartum. I'm going to keep saying postpartum till the day I die. Yeah, yeah. I'm 83 years postpartum. I would. <laughs> Seriously. <gasps> Who's to say when you stop being postpartum? Yeah, I that's true. Kids. I am forever postpartum. That's so true. My body is forever altered. Yeah. And mind. Yeah. And soul. So, Chum. Yes. You've got to update everybody about what happened to you last week. We're really sorry we couldn't show up last week, guys. We really always work hard to make sure that doesn't happen. But sometimes a bestie smackdown is required. Mm -hmm. So fill the DLs in on what was going on for you, babe. So last week was a shit show. Mm. Actually, I need to start this off by saying I have to salute, take my hat off, Mm. whatever analogy – to those people who have lived with chronic migraines, mm-hmm. it is fucked. Debilitating. Yes, yep. utterly. And I, I've had the odd migraine, but situational migraine over the past 10 years, maybe once or yep. twice. And I, you, you become aware when it's a migraine because it's like a headache unlike no other. Yeah. You literally need to be in a dark room and you can't stare at anything with bright lights. So I got smacked by what's called an ocular migraine. And what's been really lovely is I shared a little bit about it on Instagram and I've spoken to lots of other women who have experienced this. And what I've learned is the fear of the first mm. ocular migraine mm. because this is no exaggeration. I thought I was having a stroke yeah. or an aneurysm. Yeah. And Jem lost her vision, guys. Yes. So this is why an ocular migraine is different to other migraines is it starts with your vision basically shitting itself. Yeah. And it's terrifying. You 
don't know if your vision's going to come back. And to describe it. You were on a Zoom call. I was on a Zoom call. (laughs) Yes. When Jem told me the story, I was like, I feel like the name of your autobiography is going to be, I kept my shit together on the call, but. (laughs) (laughs) So true. I was on a Zoom call with my estate planner talking about estate wills. planner. Is that what they're called? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think they are. It sounds so bougie. It it's does. Not. Everyone can have an estate planner. It's just all, you were doing a will. We were finalizing our wills, and I just it started with spots. You know, when you feel like you're going to faint, and I thought, oh, I feel a bit faint, but this felt different. It then developed into the only way I can describe it is imagine zigzags Mm. like a big lightning zigzag through your vision but then imagine it's technicolor in the same way like you cannot tune a tv from color bars on a tv yeah color bars on a tv um static mix just hyper colors in and out through a zigzag and i remember looking over at simone and corinne who i work with and i was like guys you've you've each got one eye Mm. you don't have two eyes what's going on I can't see half your faces it's obstructed by this zigzag color the irony that you were doing your will and you thought you were dying (laughs) can we have a moment about that I mean you couldn't script it let's be honest anyway next minute lovely Simone drives me (laughs) to get help immediately and what was really comforting, because I was very specific mm-hmm. about my description, you know, the guy said to me, oh, that is textbook ocular migraine. Okay. You know, you pull up a picture on Google and it's like, is this what you see? And I was like, that is exactly what I see. Mm. So other people have experienced the same thing. So I can't even begin to tell you the rush of relief yeah. I felt. I was like, okay, I can handle a migraine. Yeah. What I can't handle. Is an aneurysm. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, so now I'm on this journey of figuring out my triggers. I've spoken to lots of people who suffer from migraines. Everyone talks about, oh, you got to figure out your triggers. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm working on it. I have a sneaky suspicion it's to do with my hormones, mm-hmm. my period. Uh, can we talk on the postpartum chat? Yeah. Can we talk about periods? Go off, girl. Postpartum. They are fucked. <laughs> they are a league of their own. And, you mm-hmm. know, I know I'm not alone here because my periods were pretty simple. Yeah. You know, bled for three days yep. and then pretty much disappeared. Mm-hmm. No biggie. Like sometimes I've had some chronic pain. I know there are people out there who suffer from. Endo. Yep. And that is brutal and horrendous. But honestly, I feel like I'm tipping into endo town. And the more kids you month. have, apparently the worse it gets too. Well, that's birth control for me then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yeah, I know. It's bad. It's bad, Like, yeah. I've never wished but for menopause. I have, well, I have said this before, though. So I'm six years postpartum, and about a year ago, my period... <laughs> sounds like an AA meeting. <laughs> Hi, Hi, I'm Kate Revs, and, and I'm, I'm six, six years, years postpartum. postpartum. <laughs> about a year ago, mine did start going back to what they used to be. They've chilled. Okay, yeah. so there's hope for me yet. I think it's like, I reckon it's around, this is just me, I'm, no, I'm hashtag not a doctor. For me, it was about five years okay. of that intense gates of hell, Ooh. red wedding situation. And now I'm like kind of normal again. All right, well, I'm Gemma Peanut and I'm three years postpartum <laughs> and I'm happy to ride out the next two years to get to a more chilled out cycle session. Yeah. The gates of hell lasting seven days. I'm pretty over it. I'm not going to lie. But anyway, got myself some new glasses. Yeah, blue light oh, blocking ones. Can I just say, yes, okay. I love Instagram. Yeah. Okay, but I got a little bit disheartened. Oh, no. I shared, maybe flippantly, yeah. should have thought it through, new glasses. And I wrote, yay, blue blocker glasses. Hook me up and fuck off this ocular migraine. And I got so many people slide in and say, it doesn't work. Oh. <laughs> I was like, 
cool but you know some try. people slid into my dms and said oh get blue blocker glasses it really helped with my migraines just because it didn't work for you doesn't yeah. mean it doesn't work for other people it's like a step you know it's like how i say i did iui as a step to ivf mm. you know you got to try all these try, things. You got to try it all. It's like when people are forty-one weeks pregnant and try acupuncture, and like yeah. there's a rite of passage. Okay, these blue blocker glasses may not help with my ocular migraines, but just let me discover that. Let out. her live in the hope that they will work for a week. Also, for context, to mm-hmm. use your own words against you, yes, been burning the candle, babe, at both ends yet again. A little bit. I need to pull you up on this. I'm going to be your accountability coach. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Self-appointed. Self-appointed. Just like you pull me up and call me out on my shit. You have been on this microphone over three years now, many times saying, oh, I've overloaded my plate. Oh, I've oversubscribed at work. Oh, I've overcommitted myself. And here I am finding myself sick. It's happening again. It's a wake-up call. It's not just you, you know, your hormones and your blue light. You've been working too hard. You're running multiple projects at once. Look, I do think when you're going to learn, it's a beautiful catastrophic collision mm-hmm. of things. Okay, that's I a very don't, poetic way of saying well, you're doing too much. I don't think it is just the work stuff. I have worked at this frequency before. Yes. But you're three years postpartum. You're an old lady now. You're in a state of decay. You can't work at this rate. Well, you're really using my words against me today. I, can I just self-eject out of this potty episode right now? No. Rebs, what? No, I'm, gonna, no. I'm switching it up. Revs, what don't you have time for today? No, 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 no. No. She's so uncomfortable. She's literally squirming in her seat, DLs. Why can't you face your low-level workaholism? Because I don't want to be like my dad. Yes, I know. Welcome to Daddy Issues. <laughs> I know, but you need to sort it out, babe. I sent Jem the most school teachery voice notes <laughs> when this ocular migraine stuff happened. Because this is how this is what I got, guys. I wish I'd saved it. This is what I got. Hey Revs. Oh, okay, everything's fine, but today was wild. I lost my vision. Anyway, just giving you a heads up, but I'm cool to record tomorrow. And I was like, excuse me? She goes, It's fine, it's fine. I was like, it's not fine. It's not normal to lose your vision. What's going on? She's like, no, no, it's fine. It's called an ocular migraine, blah, 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 blah. It's probably blah, 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 all these excuses. Anyway, I'll see you at nine. And she was like, her voice was like a shell of the person I knew. Well, it's just the adrenaline was exhausting because I was scared. Yeah, it was pretty frightening. Yeah. And anyway, she was just trying to push through, push through. And I was like, you know what? Stay in your dark room, mm. get off your technology, shut your eyes and just rest. Yeah. Just rest. Mm. Anyway, I gave her some stern talkings too. And but I, look, here we are a week later and she's like, it's fine. Whatever. It's all good. I've worked at this frequency before. <laughs> yeah, but your body's falling apart, mate. Listen to your body. Hey, I went to the GP. You know how hard Band-Aids. that is for me. Band-Aids. No, but like I am taking the steps. Revs. No, the steps are upstream. No, old school gem yeah. would have just been like, oh, that's past move on mm-hmm. forget it ever happened mm-hmm. new school gem mm-hmm. is like i need to investigate that i need to make myself a priority okay. i need to go and make an appointment with my gp and then i need to go and see the optometrist oh i did there's something wrong with my right eye i'm getting further tests i booked that appointment okay well that's good i'm parenting myself i promise okay when you plan your diary for next year yes you're going to keep your ocular migraine in mind aren't you yes no, you know what? That was the most bullshit yes I've ever seen. No, it's not bullshit. I am 
I'm thinking ahead even the next six months, the okay. second half of this year. Okay. Carving out some space and time. Good. I am. Good. Rebs does not <laughs> I'm, look. I'm looking at her because I know we've got like this national live tour. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I'm looking at the next six months. I'm like, yeah, we're going on tour. No, I know we're going on tour, but I have, I have, have I or have I not carved out space for that rather mm-hmm. than having an already full play? And then and you're like, Jen, we're going to do a national yeah, tour. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, I'll yeah. jigsaw that into my already full calendar yeah. somehow. Yeah. No, true. I, I true. carved out space. Yep. Two years ago, you would be doing that on top of other Everything things. Else. And now you've cut. Ca- okay. Yep. yep. All right. I'll give you that. Thank I'll give you, you that. Thank you. <sighs> well, I'm in- evolving. Yeah. Okay. okay. Can we not evolve? <laughs> Ad break. Got to keep the lights on. Deals, you're not going to want to skip this one as we have one of the biggest discounts we have ever procured for you from this awesome brand. I am extra excited about today's sponsor because DLs, as you will know, this started out as my not spawn. And now it's spawn. How good. Okay, so on your reco, I've started using Wild Natural Deodorant and then Wild came to us and asked if we wanted to try the full range so Obviously, we jumped on that. That's right, DLs. Consider us your natural body care crash test dummies. <laughs> so I've been using Wild Deodorant for nine months now, and I love the change. My motivation for stopping using regular store-bought deodorant was the aluminium and parabens. Mm. I mean, we use deodorant every day, so mm. I want to try and avoid all the harsh chemicals as well. Wild's whole thing is that it's all clean and natural. Did your body adapt straight away? Did it take a minute? Okay, so you do need to give this a couple of weeks, okay? okay? There is an adjustment period like anything natural. So my recommendation to you, Revs, was Mm. definitely to give it a full fortnight and then decide how you like it. Okay, you did, but for me it's been pretty seamless. I will say I'm not an overly sweaty girl, but I have always used strong deodorant and, frankly, it's just time to get off the chemicals. Mm-hmm. Personally, I'm loving the switch. I found it really easy and the dispenser is really gorgeous. The user experience, mwah, just great. Have you got a go-to scent? Oh, babe, I'm all about the fresh cotton and sea salt. Mm. I will say they have got this new Rainforest Oasis scent that I'm keen to try. I am using that one and it's dreamy and it comes in the body wash too and I'm always auditioning body washes. So far, I am loving this one. Rebsy, do you love how you can choose your deodorant Mm. case Mm colour and just pop in the recyclable refills? You know, it makes doing the right thing for the environment feel very nice and bougie. Obsessed. Loving the shampoo bars too because I'm always cringing at the waste in the bathroom Mm -hmm. and of course all wild products are vegan and cruelty free. So do something for the planet that your future self will thank you for and check out Wild today with 25% off your entire order. Use code NOTIME, all caps, no space, at the checkout. 25% is huge. Yeah, it's actually the highest discount Wild are offering in Australia and it's exclusively for you, DLs. Go to wearewild.com and use code NOTIME at the checkout for 25% off. Enjoy. So do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? Not knowing how to tell people what I do for a job now. Can I piggyback on your what you don't have time for? Because this is also something that I do not have time for. Amazing. Equally, when people ask me, what do you do? My brain does a little fart (laughs) and I don't quite know how to answer it. So tell me, in what context did this come up recently? For context, I'm meeting my partner's parents this week. Oh, that's huge. Yes, very nice. They are in town from overseas and I'm meeting them and 
it's lovely. It's been a long time since I've met parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of a vintage vibe. Obviously want to make a good impression. And I've just been thinking about it and I'm like, they're like in the seventies. Mm. I'm like, well, I'm a podcaster and I have an Instagram. <laughs> like, <laughs> it sounds terrible. They're going to be like, say what? So, like English? I have to work so hard a lot of the time. Oh, I don't have to. I choose to work hard to fill my parents in on how I make money mm. so they don't worry about me. Yeah. And they kind of like don't quite get it. You know, yeah. it's like, what do you mean you have a podcast? What's a podcast and how does that turn into money and and Instagram? And then so when it says that, is that are you being paid for that? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's like, too abstract for it's them. It's so weird. Yeah. But it's not just telling it to boomers. I find I'm really kind of, I guess, embarrassed to talk about it even to peers because really? it, fe- yeah, because it feels like you're saying like I'm an influencer. I get, I know you've always, and I've always given you shit, yeah. for like cringing at the word influencer. Oh my god, is the shoe on the other foot? It's kind of like coming back at me because yeah. now that I'm not working in a full-time role and I'm like working full-time on the podcast and doing my Instagram and you know building all that stuff, like. I have to own what I always told you to own and I'm finding it really challenging. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> finding it really challenging because it sounds like you say, I'm really special. <laughs> what I do for work is I'm really special. <laughs> and it's just so like awkward. It is. I talked about this before on the potty. Quick little recap. But the thing is, is when you tell people that you... Influence? No, I'm not going to use the word influence. You're a content creator on okay. Instagram, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? They yep. instantly want to look it up. It's so accessible oh, right, right there and right, then. Right. Remember I shared the story how in Bali we yep. hung out with this really cool couple yep. and I just said I was a photographer, which I am, yep. P.S., and I'm very proud of that title and role. But what I love about saying I'm a photographer is the ex- the questions go as far as, oh, cool, what do you shoot? Mm. Oh, families, sick. Yeah. And then you don't have to talk about it and anymore. And then it, people, because people understand. Yeah. They go, you're a photographer, you take yeah. photos, you get paid for that and yeah. people get photos. Yeah. When you say you're a content creator <laughs> for social media, people go, what? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. And then they I go, oh, you like an influencer? Yeah. And then suddenly there's like this a novelty tone. and a tone that comes yeah. with it. And it kind of changes people's opinions of you. Yeah. But this is what I don't have time for. Yes. If we were men... Yes. Like it's inherently sexist how we think of the word influencer. Because when you think of the word influencer or content creator or whatever you want to say, what do you think of? I think of like a bronzed, tall kind of ex model who lives in Byron Bay. That's what, that's the image that comes to mind. Right. The archetype. The archetype is like a beautiful woman with like 70,000 followers and 70,000 children living on a beach in Byron Bay. That's what I think of. It's not what I think of, okay. but that's okay. What do you think of? No, I, it's interesting that you that that's your view. That was like the first influencer, wasn't it? That kind of archetype. I guess. For me, when I hear influencer, I can't help but think of parodies that people do on Instagram where they're like, hi, I'm yeah. an influencer. Oh, I know you guys missed me. Thanks for all the DMs worrying about me. Have you guys <laughs> tried this new product? And then I just go... I just want to control alt delete myself from having any association totally. with but that. But my point is yes. we don't think of men and no. there are plenty of male content creators. So many. YouTube is dominated yep. by male content creators and Instagram and TikTok. I like, mean, we talked about Prime. We talked, yeah, exactly. Like there are just as many male content creators and it's not cringe, right? Like Mind we don't, pick. I mean, some of it is, some of it's like, like anything, there's a spectrum and there's cringe women and men doing this stuff. 
But I just feel like there's this inherent sexism with like, oh, that's what she does. Like she's a mum influencer or like, and it's just very reductive. Yeah. So anyway, I do what you do with, you say photographer. I just like, I was at an event last night a fundraising event with some people who I didn't want to have to explain I'm a podcaster and I have content on Instagram and I was like I'm an art director which again is true yes I do that freelance now but like it people again people go the the questions might go oh is that in advertising or whatever I go oh it's you know publishing or advertising or whatever it's just yeah (laughs) but it's like something people can attach to and again go okay I can see how that's a job that you would get paid money for Mm. I'm confessing to you because I've always given you shit for it and I'm always like why can't you just own it you're an influencer I'm confessing that I now that I'm doing this more full time I'm finding it really icky and uncomfortable well there's a lot of self-judgment I'm hearing yeah and you've kind of got to look inwardly yeah. and go well why am I judging myself yeah am I judging others yeah internalized judgment sure yeah it's probably there yeah because of those parodies that Mm. we see it's like how I've always joked on the potty several times my biggest fear is ending up on influences in the wild where I'm shooting content outside of my home and someone's filming me filming myself yeah like I would just die a thousand deaths (laughs) at the thought of that this is why you never see me doing chat to cameras out and about like when people do that I'm like you go girl I wish I had that confidence (laughs) totally totally yeah it's an interesting one Rebsy like I've really started to own the title of podcaster yeah a little bit more yeah much more than influencer I can't even say it. I know. It's, you ridic- can't. it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's so silly, silly because yeah. I judge no one. For I know. How they and I think make about people I follow that yeah. I like props to you. You are really influencing. Like that is your full time job and you're taking it on as a real role. And I, I love following those people. I think as well, as we've been growing, mm. as the podcast has been growing, you got most of you would know we have this Facebook group and it's a really cool closed community. And there's a lot of things that go on in there. Some people ask for advice about parenting or relationships they share not spawns or they ask for a recommendation for a not spawn like it's a really cool mother's group extension of the podcast but as we've been growing and we always knew this would happen we've always said as we get bigger we're going to have more criticism that's Mm. just what happens when something grows there's a bigger audience there's more people who don't like what you do or have a problem with what you do and we've been getting lately a bit of shade for monetizing what we do on the podcast like The fact that we talk about that we have subscription episodes, not so much that we have subscription episodes, but more that we advertise it on the free show. Well, I got to jump in here because we advertise it at the very end of episodes for one. Yeah. And, you know, Rebs, you taught me not to apologize for it. And when I have the opportunity to mentor anyone, I always work so hard on this ownership of worth. Yeah. And understanding your own value and being unapologetic for that in in the way a lot of men are. Yeah, exactly. You know, how they will add 10% to their value because they're confident to and they know people will pay for it Mm. and no one judges them. Mm. But then when it's women, we're so apologetic all the time time. for making money, especially when it's your passion. Yeah. It's almost like you get a guilt of like, but I love doing this. I would do it for free. And then people are like... Well, then you should. And it's like, yeah, but life doesn't work that way. Yeah. I can't pay my mortgage on a 
passion. No, <laughs> yeah. or exposure. Yeah, you know? exposure. Yeah. That's like the biggest thing. Yeah. Come and do this for exposure. It's like, no. Well, that's the thing. It's just so female, isn't it? Like, guys, if you could hear the way Gemma, because we, we do, we need to talk about our subscription offering so that if people want it, they can go get it. They have to know about it, right? If you have a product, you have to put it out there. But if you heard the bloopers uh, yeah. <laughs> of us trying to talk about DM, it's ridiculous. Like, we shake our heads at ourselves. It's like, and guys, if you want to, not that you have to, it's fine. Don't feel like you need to, but just so you know, if you, if, oh, sorry, sorry for existing, but there is a subscription. Oh, sorry. And then we have to start again. You yeah. know, it's like, and we have to say to ourselves, we do not have to apologize for making money. Right. But then I guess when you, we get these DMs that are like, I just find it a bit ick that you start a conversation and then you move it over to subscription. It makes me feel self-conscious, I guess. Yeah. It makes both of us feel self-conscious and then we worry, are we pissing off the DLs? Mm. Like we, like our DLs matter to us. And I'm not saying this to sound cheesy, but like you guys, there would be no podcast without you guys. But the base reality is also there would be no podcast if there was no income. Yeah. Because we couldn't keep doing it. Because it's not sustainable. And I have spoken to so many people who have started podcasts, who have been in the game for a year and they're like fuck it's a lot of work Mm. I had to exit you know stage left because there was no monetary return and to be frank and honest like there was no monetary return Mm -hmm. on this podcast for a while it took time and we made mistakes we joined big networks we got fucked over like you know like it's been a journey and it's it's the behind the scenes stuff that no one sees Mm. and the thing is, I'm really proud of DNMs. Yeah, me too. It's got an amazing group of DLs in there who really engage with us on the topics that we talk about and it feels like a really secret safe space. Yeah. So is it wrong for us to want to invite more people to join? Like instead of people looking at it like, oh my God, they're just trying to swindle money out of me. But also, are we not allowed to try and make money? Like yeah. it's so female, right? And like yeah. I can see you... And I, this is what I do too. We try and justify it and yeah. we try and like, you know, I really feel like I follow a lot of male podcasts and when they monetize or they go subscription, they don't add, they just make it subscription, mm. you know, like. Whereas we, we really were like, thought this through. We, we were, were like, like, oh, we can't just make the show put behind a paywall. We have to do another show. So then yeah. we're making another episode every week. Like men don't think that way they're just like well people love this there's a big audience there why don't I monetize it whereas women are like so apologetic I've got to work doubly hard I've got to do double the work I've got to you know put more out into the world so I can keep giving the free part and you know and monetizing a bit do we have to be apologetic about making money no no but we are it's funny when I had um, oh, I just think it's innate Revs. It's, yeah it's an innately female thing to yeah. apologize for it and unfortunately it's innately female to judge yeah yeah it's shitty but yeah. that's that's the truth and that's no, why we're like embarrassed ourselves because we are internal even though we work hard not to be judgmental we have internalized judgment judging other people so then we're judging ourselves and we feel ah what a mess are we sounding defensive I think we probably yes. are. Yeah. I just think it's an interesting idea, not just for us and our work, but there's be so many listeners who want to start a side hustle, who want to have their own business, who are photographers or graphic designers or interior designers. It's often a creative role because we already know there's value in being a lawyer or working at a bank or 
being a teacher, like there's an, there's an assigned value as a society that we've accepted. I think it's 2023 now. Work has changed a lot in the last 10 years. We mm-hmm. often talk about when our kids have jobs, we don't even know what those jobs are going to no be. No idea. They're going to be these weird, wild jobs, you know. That'll be rooted in some sort of new tech invention yeah. that we, we're yet to see. My <laughs> beautiful 97-year-old grandmother, before I lost her, did not understand how I could create – I work for a digital magazine. She's like, so where is it? Like, can I look at it? And I'm like, yeah, it's online. She's like, online. <laughs> she just Bless. didn't get it, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I remember when I worked – well, I had my own business for 10 years and we did events and we did weddings. And I once had the father of a bride – ring me up in the most aggressive tone. And he's like, I've just received your quote, $3,000 for just a couple of photos. And I was like, oh, well, um, and I was like, this guy, you know, but I was like, oh, well, let me tell you what goes into it. We, you know, work with you in the lead up to the event. Then we have to have our two photographers, two people turn up on the day. They're there for 10, 10 12 hours then they go home and then there is about a week and a half's work of editing of editing and post-production so actually we're looking at around two weeks worth of work for three thousand dollars and three you know two people need to be employed to be there on the day someone's doing all the post-production and then it's my business so I have to make promise (laughs) I had to like justify to this person who was an investment banker, mm. how there was any value in just a couple of photos. And I, again, I just, it felt sexist. I don't think he would have spoken to a male, no. even a male photographer in that way. He, the tone was very, how dare you try and get money out of me for something I really want? Yeah. It was an exchange. Like yeah. he wanted a beautiful big album of wedding photos of his daughter's wedding, but he was like, shaming but me I don't want to pay that for trying to make money yeah he actually said to me he was like wow if you did 10 of those a year that's thirty thousand dollars and I was like Correct. and yeah I'm so sorry that I'm trying to make a living but actually it's not thirty thousand no. dollars because there are so many hidden costs yeah. in business that yeah. people don't ever think about public for example, liability insurance correct tax As, yep photography gallery subscriptions gear maintenance yeah really you're in like net negative <laughs> Yeah, I really don't have time for this at all, Revzia. I yeah. think as women, you can really feel up against it. And we've honestly got a long way to go yeah. still. Yeah. We really do. Do you know what blew my mind? Little story. I've got a friend. I won't identify her, but she was earning an annual salary of $115,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Great salary. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, her boss lets her know, oh, um, by the way, um, you're getting a pay rise to 150k. Whoa! And she was like, "Oh, okay. Why?" And she's like, "Oh, because the male counterpart <sighs> to your job, who does the same role as you, but in another team, turns out he was earning 150k. And with the new laws oh where God. companies have to declare mm-hmm. all genders mm-hmm. pay, there was a discrepancy there between yours and his. So here's your pay rise. One oh half of God. her was like, "Holy shit." That's huge for my family. Like that's a big step up of income. And the other half of her was like, wait, he and I have both been in these roles for the last three years. Mm. And hang on, that's 
lost income yep. over the last three years. Like that's 35 grand times three, mm-hmm. which is, mm-hmm. that's $105,000 of pay that she's missed I'd out I'd be on. asking for that. And also super. Yes, lost of course, super. accrued super. Yes. I don't know. I felt fucking ragey when she told me I was really stoked for her, but I, I was like, how has this happened? Yeah. And I, how These laws are fantastic. I've heard a lot of these they stories. They are fantastic, but it, embarrassing it's embarrassing and the thing is is companies are trying to get on the front foot and they don't want to get fined so they're like dealing with it quickly and immediately right now good which is great but far out like I was like are you serious okay so here's something I'm noticing in myself right now if I was in a company Mm. like a big company not a small business and not working for myself but a company and that happened, I would go hard on getting that 105K plus super. I would, I'd ask for it and I would have no problems, like no shame, no internalized sexism, nothing. I would ask for it. I'd straight up ask for it. Would you, Revs? I would. Like, I want to believe no, you. No, I would. But then- I feel like it's so easy to say that. No, no, I you're... would in the structure of a company. But listen, okay. to, but, but now here I'm talking about how like, oh, I'm like, so embarrassed business. about our small business and asking yeah. for three ninety nine a month from people. It's like, it's actually all the same thing. Like, it's just about women being able to say, oh, I'm worth the same as a man doing this job. And I should be remunerated. I can never say this word. Remunerated. It's a tough one. (laughs) Remunerated. For the work, right? So I've got a girlfriend, really good friend of my sister's. She works in corporate espionage, like big work right and her husband's in the same job and he was recently interviewing for roles and he got a role at the same level the same basically the job that she does in her company in another company a competitive company and she saw his salary offering which was fifty thousand dollars more than hers and she did some research and found out what everyone in all the companies were getting at her level wrote an email to the managing director with all her findings saying basically exactly what happened to your friend for the last three years i've been paid fifty thousand dollars less they gave it all to her plus super a massive apology and gave her a pay rise and now they're asking her to like speak at events at work and stuff like they're really overcorrecting because they know they can't do that anymore they can't get away with it and obviously by the their response to her she must be of huge value of course to that company yeah but and, but this is what women forget yeah, yeah. we forget the value yeah. that we bring we, we're just so grateful to be here i know to exist <laughs> to exist thank we're you so, so much for letting me exist yeah <laughs> yeah i know so how can we work on this i don't know how can we change this and the know. thing is is maybe Rebsy, we need to stop behind mm. the scenes having our apologetic chats yeah I think we need to work on – I think that you you called it out there, Gem, and I think I need to work on this in myself, judging other people too. Like, of course, that must be in there internally if I'm judging myself. I must be judging other yeah, people. Don't, don't That's got to go. Don't be too harsh on yourself because you are a product of the society that we have mm. been brought up mm-hmm. in. and. We are trying to change and be better and do better for ourselves and also for our children. Like Mm. if I think about Rafa and Iggy and, you know, I have to work on my own biases Mm. with having a son and a daughter and making sure I treat them Mm. equally. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's conscious. Mm -hmm. Like I have to go, oh, like, you know, Rafa had a fairy party and – I got a costume with wings and Iggy was there and he asked me for a pair of wings and I didn't get him a pair of wings. Mm. Now, if I had a second daughter, I would have gone out and bought two sets of wings. So I had to scrounge around and find a pair of wings for Iggy. But I had to check myself. I was like, wow, I really made that assumption Mm. 
Like, why would I assume Mickey wouldn't want to wear a pair of wings at a freaking fairy party? Of yeah. course he would want to. He doesn't yeah. want to be the odd one out. But we're learning. Mm. We're growing. We're working on it. Like, we are not perfect. We are far from it. Mm. And what I love about ideals is that you guys can acknowledge that in yourselves too. And you give Revs and I grace yeah. as well. That yeah. we are trying to figure shit out. And we're not always going to get it right. And we're learning and growing together. And actually, we should use the Facebook group to help each other. Like, mm. I think, well, I learned not to plug a subscription app, but when we talk to Maggie Palmer, <laughs> who has Pep Talker, there are so many more resources now because we are exposing this gender pay gap. Mm. And I think having those resources like that app where you can log your value to the company and what you put into your work and just that it's kind of mindfulness, like writing down your achievements so that you don't just forget that you're of value. Yeah. I mean, we can help each other, I guess. If anyone's got any stories of, you know, uncovering gender pay gap and getting remunerated, is that right? Yeah. For it, put it in the Facebook group so we can inspire each other. Absolutely. Because, yeah, this new law coming in. Oh, it's in. It's in. Or is it coming in? It's com- I think it's coming. Oh, where this is interesting. It's actually not. This is why. They're- but the thing is, I don't think the law is that you have to pay equally. The law is that you have to disclose yes. the pay of all publicly. G- publicly. It becomes public so information. So it's embarrassing for companies to have like a gender pay gap a pay discrepancy between the women and men doing the same jobs which is amazing it's like just declare it guys it's good it is good progress i'm here for it progress so let's apply that progress to ourselves okay all right all right i'm on it no more apologies when i meet the parents i'll be like i'm a podcaster (laughs) and you know what they'll go what and you'll go let me explain (laughs) (laughs) but please don't listen thanks So this is such a weird question, yeah. but back on the meet the parents yeah. front, I, I've just got to hang about on this okay. just a little bit longer. So like vintage. It is vintage, but like, have you cast thoughts about what do I wear? Oh no, I haven't yet, but I will on the day you, for I sure. know you will. Yeah. Like you, it will be a decision. Yeah. It's not like something you flippantly go, oh, I'll just chuck this on no, to no, meet no. the parents. I want to put no. my best foot forward. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's such a, it's been a long time yeah. <laughs> since I've done a... Can I ask the what's the scenario? Lunch. Is it a restaurant? Okay, Lunch. at a restaurant at a or restaurant? at someone's home? No. Okay. Yeah, it's a restaurant. Lunch. Is it a casual or a bougie? Cas- well, it's a bit of both, bit of both. Okay. It's Sydney, you know, you got to turn it on. Yeah. you got to show the overseas guests the sparkly Sydney. Absolutely. Yeah. It'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. You know, we're all adults. <laughs> I'm telling myself. DLs can't see you, but Revs is dying, you guys. She's gone crimson red. She's sort of touching her face and fidgeting because she feels uncomfortable. Mm, Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's a vibe. (laughs) It's a vibe. It's funny. I always end up with men with their families overseas. You know, I've joked before that I'm working my way through the UN. And uh, it's it has a lot of perks in that you don't really have to confront families. Yeah. And then a lot of cons because you don't have that connection you know like he's met my family multiple times and he's well loved in my family so it's nice for me to be integrated in that part of his life too look yeah. at this steps steps <laughs> of progress baby ah anyway hit me with your not spawn have i got a not spawn for you oh yeah this is a cozy lives friendly not spawn yes we Do love you know that. what can i just say I have to lull Mm -hmm. at some of our DLs. Mm -hmm. Okay, so some of you are diehard OGers. You know way too much about me and Revs. In fact, you can call me out for things that I said that I've forgotten that I ever said from like two years ago. My favorite. It's rough, but you know, I'm okay (laughs) with it. I'm okay with being corrected. 
But we had a deal. So when we were sharing our merch, (laughs) we had a deal. No joke. I love you. This is absolutely no shade. In fact, I find it completely endearing. Who slid in and was like, Jem, I'm embarrassed to ask this. I've actually been a DL for a while. What does WDTHFT stand for? Oh, no. I've been too embarrassed to ask. It's oh, probably really obvious. Oh my God. What is it? And I was like, oh, I actually wrote, are you serious? <laughs> and then I went, sorry, sorry. Don't mean to judge. It's okay. I'm shit with acronyms too. Yeah. It stands for we don't have time for this. And she was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but I get it because I our, get it. our acronyms are tricky one. Yeah. It's <laughs> and also our DLs in the Facebook group. Now, I will say this DL isn't in the Facebook okay. group. So she obviously isn't as exposed to it. Yep. But in our Facebook group, DLs almost start every single post with, you know what I don't have time for, but in the acronym form. YW. No, 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 no. YK. Oh, yeah. YKW. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I don't have time for? It's, yeah. It's not pretty. It's not you know? pretty. And when you have a word like no that starts with the letter K and, you know, you're like, yeah, I get it. It's like those awful forums about fertility. Yes, yes. And then looping it back to what I was saying before about having a not spawn that's very suited for all of us living in the world of Cozzy Lives. We had a DL in the Facebook group going, I'm so sorry. I have clearly missed a train, a boat somewhere. What, what is, is Cozzy Lives? Lives? Yeah. yeah. So cost of living crisis. Yeah. Yeah. It's and the slang. Just like we had Lockie D for lockdown and we had Menti B for mental breakdown. It's just such a 2023 vibe. Yeah. Cozzy Lives. Cost, cost of, of living, living crisis. crisis. So... <laughs> Cozzy lives. Yeah. My not spawn is good old Kmart. Yep. Happy to support Goliath Kmart because you know what? They support us during Cozzy lives (laughs) by giving us affordable products. Okay. So gumboots. Oh, you've already influenced me here. I was really excited. DLs, I influence Revs. Normally it's the other way around. She influenced me hard. I felt really proud. I rocked up to her house and I was like, Kmart gumboots. Yep. 20 bucks. They are $20. I bought them for a festival. On a whim, I didn't want to spend money. I was like, you know what? I'm going to trash these at Mm -hmm. this bloody festival. Mm -hmm. I won't need to wear them again. No. They're perfect. Not not only did they survive the festival, I'm talking dust galore, mud bowl, whatever you want to call it. They were pristine. Yeah. Because they're just like plastic. Yeah. Yeah. But they're beautiful. The color. How would you describe the color? Top. Top. Toffee. Toffee? Coffee. A latte. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's latte. They're pretty. They're really comfy. If you've got wide, flat feet, you will love them because they're spacious. But they're the perfect gumboot for winter. Yeah, guys, sports mums, listen up. That's what I bought them for. I bought them so I could stand in the rain and watch my kids play football. Okay? That's why I've got them. Correct. Now, I probably shouldn't say this. Huge fan of seed. But seed stock them and they look identical. Yeah, but they're like... Three times the price. Yeah. Maybe four times. Yeah. Love Seed, not throwing shade at Seed, but Kmart. Seed, please sponsor us. Yes, want to work with you, Seed. Why don't you sponsor us? I have We're so perfect. <laughs> so much money at Seed. Come on. <laughs> Honestly, if Seed did a sponsorship with us, I would just be breaking even for the amount of money that I've spent there. It's fabulous. But yeah, go hit yourself up with some Kmart gumbits. Yeah, they Kmart come, in, come through. They come in black as well. Yeah, they do. The jam. black are nice. They're like a cool, shiny black. They're great. They're really cool. Gem yeah. influenced me hard. We'll put a link in the show notes. Revsy. Mine's also Cozzy Lives friendly. Hit me with your nose spun. Now, it's a dupe. 
It's Ooh, a dupe. We love a dupe. It's very similar to yours. So I love Aesop, Aesop, however you want to say it. They have this hand wash mm. and it's got like it's exfoliating it's for the kitchen right so when you're cooking with like garlic and onions and things you use this exfoliating soap like a hand soap so it gets those tough odors out yeah i think it's called like kitchen hands or i can't remember but it's gorgeous mm. and it's like yeah it's got granule like gran- bits bits in, it. bits in it delicious anyway thank you you know the love thank you coles woolies available everywhere soap brand do they do anything other than soap they do like body wash face wash shampoo conditioner shampoo conditioner and it's got a conscious bent to it definitely it gives to charity they have a hand soap you can get it at chemist warehouse for four dollars bargain bargain it's basically the aesop soap which is 47 dollars it's four dollars and it smells divine and it does the same thing i have one in my bathroom as well because my kids are gross little gremlins who come home from school and extracurricular activities with feral germs all over their hands they took a while to get used to it they're like yeah there's sand in this soap but personally i love it and now i'm just buying it in bulk and having it in every room love that four bucks great reco resi massive dupe like a re- it's like it's the aesop dls if you have more dupes please yeah. drop them in the facebook group dupes. we all need it right now we sure do we sure do Although I caved and got my nails done. I saw. I didn't want to say. It's I to thought, meet the parents. I want to put the best foot forward. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I thought they might have been stick sports on. girls, stick-ons. Yeah. You know, they no, were done. They're yours. Yeah. They're, they're done. great. Look, they're beautiful. Thanks. I just, you know, best foot forward. Yeah, I get it. Because <laughs> he lives out the window. I've got to present. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days we'll have an outro to our podcast. That was like we didn't know how to end. And I we're know. just like, just sing. Just sing your way out. Well, suddenly I feel self-conscious about promoting DNF. Speaking of Cosy Lives, you guys loved Mel Brown's chat with us about how to unfuck your finances. Girlfriend is so empowering. Gem, I did so many things. I'm so proud of you. After that chat, I automated all my bills. I'm all about that automation life. And I'm doing her self-care challenge, yep. her financial self-care challenge. She inspired me. I have run from finance people my whole life. I'm like, don't look at me. Don't talk to me. I don't want to know your tips. Mel is just so not judgmental. Yeah. Like she's kind of like, I get it. We all find money tricky. It's okay. It's all right. If you're a 37 year old woman and don't really know what you're doing, you can start now. But also, do you know what I loved about Mel is how relatable she is, but also just how generous she is about sharing her personal right. life story, like talking about her husband yeah. and his money habits and yeah. how there's actually a bit of tension there. Yeah. And they've had to work through that. Everyone can relate to that. Totally. Anyway, I really love that episode. It was amazing. Yep. And next Sunday, we are talking about sex. We haven't talked about it for a long time, but we are getting deep into that in DNM and what it's like to have postpartum, deep into your marriage, post-divorce, all of it. Sex. So come and join us for that too. If that's your jam, if it's okay, you don't have to. It's fine. Just forget we're there. <laughs> Sorry for existing. Sorry. All right. <laughs> all right let's, let's shut it down. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.